Hey, it's Misty and Liz. We're two women who don't know shit about literature, but we love to hang out and talk about the books we've read. And everything else on our minds. So get cozy, grab a drink, and let's get started. Hey. (laughs) What's up? Nothing. I'm here to talk about... The Song of Achilles. I was really excited to read this one. I was too, because we've all seen it all over TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite TikTok is a pane of glass and it's standing up. It says me reading Song of Achilles and not crying and the pane of glass falls over, but it doesn't break. Mm-hmm. And then it says me on the last page of Song of Achilles and somebody throws a hammer at the pane of glass and it just shatters into millions of pieces. I died laughing oh, at that TikTok. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Song of Achilles. The cover, there's, looks like a helmet, right? Mm-hmm. Like a warrior war helmet. Armor. Or, or, yes, thank you. Also the name, Song of Achilles. It's got Achilles in there. Imagine my surprise when I start reading it, and it is about Greek mythology. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you thought that it meant... I thought it was like a metaphor somehow, or, you know, like some kind of... You didn't know it was actually going to be a retelling of Achilles. I did not know. So this is me, who knows zero about Greek mythology, other than in high school we did read odyssey and iliad and all of that more for like the life lessons i think that you know apparently homer put in there okay um bored to death during all of that really yeah like i remember like what a siren was and i even back then i thought that was weird. the singing mermaids yeah that, like, like lure the capture you yeah that capture you and i was like well that's bizarre so greek <laughs> mythology has never been i can remember fourth grade gifted we went over mythology so everyone in the class had to do a report on a different we did greek mythology first and then roman mythology roman mythology i didn't there's a, there's a roman mythology yeah they're they're very <laughs> Very similar, but there are some differences to it. And they have different gods' names. And uh, (laughs) I liked the Greek mythology better. Mm -hmm. That's just me. I don't know. I felt like the Greek mythology had like more flair to it. There's a lot of flair in this book. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember going over Greek mythology then and finding it really cool and interesting. But also I was sitting behind Will Danzy. Oh, Will. So I was more focused on what was I going to wear? Will's neck. (laughs) There's something about a boy's neck. Anyway. Oh, okay. So I was, I even wrote a song called like In My Blue Dress or something. And I think... I think that I I had one dress. Remember, I hated dresses. Uh I had one dress and I wore it to school on the day that I was going to get my friend to ask him if he would be my boyfriend. And he said no. (laughs) Will Danzy, if you're listening. Oh, he's not listening. Oh, he's not? He passed away. Oh. Oh, that's right. Remember we were at the. We were at Aunt Joyce's funeral. funeral. And his was there too. And we had no idea that he had passed away. I had no idea. It was, that was probably the most stunning moment of my life we were there for aunt joyce's funeral right she passed away from from breast Breast cancer it had been a long battle so we knew that was coming we were kind of prepared for that but then to see someone that i grew up with had no idea that he had even passed away and he was young i was probably 18 i was very young for a person that is my age to die well he's listening right now will (laughs) well anyway i thought will (laughs) dancy was just the cutest boy 
that ever walked the earth. And it's funny too because we always call him Will Danzy. There's so many Wills. You have to say which one. Well, all right, Cole Webb. Remember Cole Webb? Oh, I do remember Cole Webb. We always use first and last names. Yeah. I went to pre-K with Cole Webb. But then after I had even graduated from college, I went back home, I don't know, to hang out with somebody or something. And he showed up at their house. (laughs) He was friends with my friend's husband. Right. And he looked exactly the same. He was so cute. I mean, he was all grown up, but right. he looked exactly the same. And I was, I was like, like, I was like, Liz, like Cole is Webb? your boyfriend? And you're like, I don't like Cole Webb. And we would drop you off. You'd go play there all day. We would catch lizards on the playground and like stick them to our ears. Oh, God. <laughs> we were country. <laughs> we did that. <laughs> so, yeah. So Greek mythology, Roman mythology, whatever. And I was kind of going back through and kind of doing some research. I don't know why. Again, I didn't know the book was about Greek mythology. And I didn't know much about Greek mythology, but like, I think most of Greek mythology is a myth, right? It's mythical. Like, it's not real. Like, it didn't right. happen. I think it kind of explains things. You know, it explains why we have seasons or explains... Why it rains, because the gods are mad. Right. Are we wrong? Is that not right? Well, we don't... But I think that during the time that these stories were being told, it was like, these are people. You know, like, I think the people Did that people believe... really believe that there were people? I think that... You know, in ancient Greece, when they were telling these stories, I think that they did, they took this as truth. But no one was like, no, I've never met Helen of Troy, so. Well, wouldn't it be like us reading the Bible? Don't you throw the Bible in my face. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. Okay, so how many thousands of years after were these stories told? Do people in Greece really still believe these stories? I don't know. Are they Christian? They're so close Are we crossing to Italy. the line of podcast hosts? Are we getting a little Look, too We don't even need to speculate. Lines? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. What's his name? Robin Thicke. Yeah, his dad was Alan Thicke. Alan Thicke. Oh, God, I love that whole Robin Thicke Blurred Lines album is just Okay, here's another so one for you. I didn't know what Blurred Lines meant. I thought it meant cocaine. Why? Because <laughs> it was lines. Oh, God. <laughs> it probably does for him. I don't think he's the most upstanding of people, honestly. I was like, oh, blood. So, oh. But you know who probably knows the answers to all these questions is Madeline Miller. Do you want to know why she probably knows all the answers? Because she's smart as hell. She's really fucking smart. Do you want to know about her? Tell me about Maddie. Okay. She grew up in New York City and Philadelphia simultaneously. Dual lives, apparently. Oh, okay. She went to Brown University where she earned her BA and MA in classics. So girl knows her shit. Mm-hmm. She also studied at University of Chicago's Committee on Social Thought and in the Dramaturgy Department at Yale School of Drama, focusing on the adaptation of classical texts to modern forms. I go to SNHU. I graduated from LSU, which consistently wins, like, most partying school. Okay, I'm... Don't feel very smart right now. Thanks. Okay. Then she goes on. She's keep going. Yeah. Let me tell you about her. She taught high school Latin, Greek, and Shakespeare for more than 15 years. I listened to a podcast where she was being interviewed and she said that her favorite thing was on the first days of school, the kids would come in and they would be like you, not excited at all about this shit. Mm -hmm. And she said that her favorite thing was to tell them, them stories. And by the time the class was over, they were all just... She got them excited. Okay. So she sounds awesome. Really good teacher. Yeah. It's hard to get high schoolers excited about fucking Shakespeare. Oh, well, yeah, anything. Anything. But especially like old shit. If you asked me, 
to read the Iliad right now, before I read this book, I'd be like, no, thank you. Now I kind of want to read it. But really? I put it in my Amazon wish list. God. I'm kind of like into it now. So right now she has actually working on a retelling of The Tempest, but I saw on Instagram where she had actually put that on hold and she's starting a retelling of Persephone. She said, I know I'm supposed to be working on The, on the Tempest, but mm-hmm. Persephone just grabbed me with both hands and I can't let her go. And who so, is that? Was she in this book? No. Persephone is the daughter of Zeus and Demeter who is the goddess of the earth. She is kidnapped by Hades and she has to spend half her year with Hades. And then the other half she's let to go back and spend with her family. So that's supposed to explain the changing of the seasons. Okay. So for half the year, it's cold and dark. And the other half, it's like nice and warm. And that's when she's in Hades and when she's out of Hades. I know that Zeus is like the Greek god of gods. Yeah, he's like he's like head honcho. Big he's da- like the big boss. Daddy, yeah. He's the president of uh, the gods. He's the mob boss. Yeah, and then there's gods under him, and then the gods all get together, and like there's other things, and then the gods sometimes go and like get mortals pregnant, and then they're like demigods, or is that like um, no? They don't get them. What pregnant. can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> yeah, Wasn't he a demigod? Yeah, he was a demigod. So what do you call these half gods? Half gods? Uh, yeah, mixed gods. <laughs> okay here's the thing i think my main issue with this is i can't pronounce their names and their names all start with p or m (laughs) or a or b or z or c or t maybe that's it because i can tell you that through this book i would have to stop go back reread stuff and then go to the back of the book and figure out who that person was again yes because in the back of the in the book they have like pictures and all of that (laughs) i'm gonna tell you something your girl was, this book had her messed up. I couldn't get it straight. Madeline Miller, if you have ever seen her name before, you know that this is her first novel. And she spent 10 years working on this. A decade. Oh my God. She spent my son's life so far working on this novel. It has been translated into more than 25 languages. There's over a million copies sold as of last year. And then she was also awarded UK's Orange Prize for Fiction, which is a very prestigious award. And it's actually now called the Women's Prize for Fiction, but it's given out annually to a female author of any nationality just for the best original full-length novel. So well worth 10 years. So before we move on to the actual story, some of Madeline Miller's favorite books are Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo. Then I, Tatuba, Black Witch of Salem by Maurice Conde, and Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. I like escapism. I like magic. <laughs> I like very lighthearted books. These are all very historical fiction, tragic looking. This looks like books that you would like, really? to be perfectly honest. More like what she does, like retelling stories or like immersive historical fiction. I do like so historical fiction. It yeah. seems like that's what she likes to read. That's what she likes to do. That's kind of like where she is. All about the history. The book was written very well. and It was and written very, beautifully. It flowed nicely. Eh, that was one of my problems with it. I didn't really? like how it flowed. I mean, it's got like 1,900,000 5 five stars and like one one star. Everyone loves the book. So I went into it thinking, I'm going to love this book. And that's where you messed and up. I struggled with this book. Most of the time that I read a book that has been hyped up, I end up not liking it because I expect so much more out of it. I thought that was going to happen to Seven Husbands Mm -hmm. of Evelyn Hugo because that put off reading it because it wasn't going to live up to the hype. Mm -hmm. Now, I can say 
with this book and Seven Husbands, I knew that everyone liked them, but I hadn't even read really even the blurb on the back of the book. So I went into it not really knowing what to expect, and that might have helped. But normally if a book's hyped up, I don't like it as much. No, I literally didn't even know it was about Greek mythology. That's how blind I went into the book. So most of us know. We know. Even if you don't know mythology, you know Achilles. What do you think about whenever you hear Achilles? My foot. Yes. Because you know that an Achilles heel is a weakness. Yes. So you get into it and you learn that it is about Greek mythology and you're like, okay, well, this is the story about how Achilles dies. He's going to get shot in the ankle. And you know why he's, why he gets shot in the ankle, right? He didn't get shot. No. Well, shot with an arrow, not with a gun. He gets arrowed. Arrowed. (laughs) (laughs) Little Homestar runner for you guys. So his mother supposedly dipped him in the river Styx whenever he was a child because that would protect him. So he's, Fully indestructible, except mm-hmm. she held onto him by the foot and oh. dipped him into the river. And where his foot did not get the water on it, that's where he is not invincible. So that's where the term Achilles heel comes from. Okay. At first I read the book and I'm like, okay, you're going to have to summarize this, but it's not going to be hard. I mean, nothing really happens. And then I went back and I was like, so much fucking shit happens. Like so much. It is just like, and the thing, the cast of characters for this damn thing is okay. literally in the hundreds so let's not say a whole lot if it's we don't need to know patroclus's dad's name because he's a piece of shit anyway and he's not yeah. he didn't really pay he's stupid i hate him so let's try to keep names to a minimum right because well, we're P just gonna a, confuse you uh, uh, we're gonna dummy it down for me we're gonna dummy down this episode for misty the co-host because she can't pronounce the names we were having a discussion off camera about how to pronounce it i said patroclus because mm-hmm. that's how Achilles kind of pronounces it in the book. I call it Patroclus. That's how I said it in my head. Patroclus? Yeah. Did you see the TikTok where the girl's like reading the book and she's like in my head calling him Protractor the entire book? <laughs> <laughs> but then he also says that it's like Cleopatra. Patroclus. Patroclus. So. Look, Hector. I obviously can Paris. I know that one. He walked around with his chihuahua. What? Like Paris uh, uh, Hilfiger. Hilfiger. Oh, God. Paris Hilfiger and a chihuahua. <laughs> Oh, my God. And uh, I could, Helen, I mean, I could, you you know, pronounce but everyone it. else was just Patroclus. He's born to a king. And apparently, something's wrong with mama. Yeah, she says something like, <laughs> she my, mom, the my mom smiles as as wine dribbles down her chin right. or something. And I, in my head, I'm, in fiction, I'm envisioning this completely incoherent woman like he's either like on drugs or something just sitting at the table just like I pictured like a really big baby. <laughs> like a like an adult size toddler just like <laughs> like laughing at like everything and like not really understanding what's going Dude, on. But then like because I am the way I am, I, I started thinking, I wonder what was wrong with her. I wanted to know the same. Like what's wrong with this lady? Right, like, has she been diagnosed with something? Right, right. Has she been given the proper Does medication? Like, right. Does she have, like, a physical deformity? Did she need a therapist? Let's help her out. Right. Is she practicing self-care? Maybe she wouldn't be drooling if y'all gave her some respect. Right. And, like, but then I started thinking, well, obviously, her husband, he's a piece of shit, hates her. He has to treat her badly. Okay, this is the first paragraph. Okay, we're way off. <laughs> way. So Patroclus actually sees Achilles for the first time when he's five. We mentioned that Patroclus's dad is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit king, apparently. 
it, weren't they all? Right, from the land of shit. <clears throat> exactly. He saw Achilles there participating in the games, and he won everything, and he, it was so easy for him, and he got all the garlands and banners and trophies, and his dad would come over and hug him and embrace him, and it sounded like Patroclus was a little jealous and wanted that type of relationship with his dad. And then his dad looks down and says, that's what a son should be. So that starts the daddy issues. And then I'm like, like, he's also going to resent Achilles for this. But apparently it does not <laughs> at all. Kind of towards the beginning of the book. And this is where I kind of got lost because they go to another kingdom, a land. <laughs> another land. <laughs> is it Helen who is getting married? Or she's a young girl. Her dad wants to marry her off. So yes. And she's said to be the most beautiful woman in the world. This bitch is 13. She's 13. Keep it in your pants. But she's marrying men. Grown ass men. So Patroclus. <laughs> dad takes him thinking that he's gonna win this girl and they don't but they end up making like a blood oath that the person that she does pick that they will protect her i guess the him too i think it was mainly yeah. to protect the man because she was such a beautiful woman that whoever doesn't get her is going to be jealous and try to kill who she picks so everyone that was there to win her is now sworn to protect her husband. When I was reading this part, it didn't feel like a very big part of the book, but it is the main part of the book. It's the reason for everything. It is. This part was very hard for me because this part was throwing names at you left and oh right. Oh my God. So many names. And then da 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 says over here and then da 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 is over here and then so da da is over here and it's like, who? And then you don't know who you're supposed to remember. So then you're going, I think I read that chapter probably three, three times. times to try to get it straight in my head because I didn't know when I was going to need to know. And a lot of the names are very similar. They so are. So then I was getting names. Yeah, that part was probably the hardest part and I to read. I to go back like I'd see a new name and like, have I seen this name before? Because they, she just throws them in there like I've seen it before and I hadn't. Like I said, when I was reading that part of the book, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me read this three times so I can understand. But I'm glad I did because that is like the point of the book. Main point of the book. Probably the only name that you need to know from this one is that Helen chooses to marry Menelaus. She picked him. Then Patroclus and his dad go back home. He's like, we're going home. Goodbye. Get in your little chariot. And we're going home. <laughs> they probably didn't talk the whole way home because he hated him. Is it a chariot? Isn't that what they? Yeah. And it's probably got gold wings on it. And Patroclus was nine during this time. I thought he was even younger than that. Nine I thought that old. he was like seven. And then whenever he to was. To marry somebody. <clears throat> I think that they mentioned that. Patroclus's dad says, I am man enough to handle her for the both of us. And I do. So you, you're trying to get this woman for your sons so that you can sleep with her? Disgusting. Ew. And this book, as a side note, trigger warning, does mention a lot of forced sexual interaction. Oh, my God. And it just glazes over it. And I think at one point I talked to you on the phone and I was like, boy, they just throw in sexual assault like Everywhere. no big deal. Well, I will say that I feel like it happened a lot then. So if she had left it out of the book, it wouldn't have been... Which is true. Right. It was just very like, whoop. Yeah. Like Achilles' parents. That's how she got pregnant yeah. with Achilles. Right. Apparently the gods even came and helped hold her down. Yeah. Like, so that Achilles' dad mm. can rape her. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I can't. That was probably the most vivid 
imagery mm-hmm. of rape in the book. The rest of it, it wasn't so it was, hard to read. Yeah. That one wasn't great. It's by far not the worst sexual assault I've ever read. No, but it was was just kind of like... Thrown in there like, oh, and then he raped her, and then they had this child, and they lived happily ever after. Right, and then he went like, over here, and it was like, wait, I'm sorry, back it up. After the whole Helen incident, they go home, and Patroclus is... He's a prince, and even though the other kid, like, he's just treated like shit from everyone. Mm-hmm. He had no respect. No respect. I get no respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Dangerfield out there. <laughs> Patroclus Dangerfield. They go home, and a kid takes his dice away from him and refuses to give them back, and he's like, I'm a fucking prince. Gangster. Give me. Do you me, understand? Give me my shit back. Give me my bones. Oh, that's Domino's. But <laughs> <laughs> he just pushes the kid because the kid won't give him his dice back and of course hits his head on a rock where did these rock where did these random rocks in the ground come from and he dies dead dead right there right on the spot and that's it dead <sighs> and i think his that kid's name is chlamydias <laughs> chlamydia <laughs> Well, anyway, he was piece of shit, didn't necessarily deserve to die from it, but he was being... He was a bully. He was very much so a bully. What I didn't understand is, why didn't Patroclus explain what happened? Because when somebody is murdered, you must be exiled or, or killed. Yeah, you have to be like... You leave it has and to be taken... Return. It has to be taken care of. And why doesn't he just say, the dude wouldn't give me my dice back and I pushed him? Right, and it's not my fault. I'm the fucking him. prince here. Right. And he wouldn't give me my shit back. So like, he deserves... You know, doesn't his... Dad make the rules? Exactly. Isn't your dad the principal? Right. Can he just be like, that's my son. I'm not going to exile him. But no, his dad was like at the the helm of the uh, parade out of town. So you do you remember he exiled him because it was cheaper to send him away than it was for his funeral to pay for a funeral? This fucker. Why were people so shitty then? I don't know. We should go to Greece. Do you have that time machine? I don't. Let's not fucking use that because we're women. So. Oh, no. They won't give us one. Do you have a couple grants in in your travel fund so that we can go to Greece and like see all these statues and stuff? Because I feel like now I would know who people are. Yeah. I I don't. So that was kind of a a super what the fuck moment. I was like, what? His dad's the worst. So anyway, I'm glad he's getting away <laughs> you from know what? him. I think this is good for him. I'm glad that Patula Spatula <laughs> is leaving because this was a blessing in disguise. Toxic relationship. You don't Cut need off. that dude. Boundaries <laughs> gone. You know what, Dad? I have to love you, but I don't have to like you. That's right. And his dad. Bye. His dad was like, "Okay, you suck. Bye." Patroclus is actually sent away to Pythia, which is Achilles' kingdom. And that's apparently where all the uh, lost boys are sent. The lost boys. This is like Neverland. Okay, this is another thing, too. I'm picturing. So he gets there and he's like at this palace. The king is there. In my head, he's going to be like an adopted son. Apparently, this is like Annie in the orphanage. And it's like hard knock life over here. And there's all these boys. I thought that was odd. I didn't see it like that. I thought that they were pretty well taken care of. I mean, Achilles. Oh, no, they ate very well and all that. And they weren't like. They had to go to their place. Like they had to go to like training and they had to go to music and they had to they had to go where they were supposed to go. But I didn't see it like that. Mrs. Haversham was not in there. I didn't see it like bad like that. 
the reason why is because Achilles was in there and he pretty much he ate with the kids. I think he yeah. did all of his other training and stuff by himself. But because Achilles was there kind of mingling with them, then I didn't think that the king would allow that unless he cared about the boys, you know, because he's not just going to want his Achilles. Achilles, who was born best of the Greeks. Well, I didn't think that they were mistreated. I kept waiting for a moment where something would happen like they were mistreated. <clears throat> they weren't mistreated. Well, Patroclus is, this is whenever he's around like nine when this happens. Yeah. I think he's like nine or ten. So he's a little bit younger. And Achilles is there and he watches Achilles. He remembers them from the games. And mm-hmm. I'm, I think that some of that jealousy comes out because he keeps his mouth shut. He doesn't really, you don't want the cool kid to make fun of you, but like you kind of want the cool, like you want to be like, notice, but not in a bad way. Right, right, right. So he like doesn't really say much. And I'm thinking that he hates Achilles at this point because I feel like I would. I but he, felt the opposite. I felt like I was reading a romance novel. But they weren't even romantic for a while. But there was, they weren't romantic for a while, but they would say things like, and I watched him with his bow and arrow and the way that the sun glistened off of his upper lip. And as a side note, my son is 13 years old. So... And I've told you this, it was very difficult for me to read certain parts of the book where a 13 year olds are um, sexually involved, not because of any type of preconceived notions that I have for that, because I have none. It has nothing to do with that. It was just, it's difficult to read something when it has, it's the age of your child, you know, like gay or not. That's, that's not my point. My point is reading sexual. So young. Like a child. Stuff so young yeah. bothered me. So they were friends for a long time first. Patroclus kind of makes himself isolated. And mm-hmm. Achilles actually seeks him out one day. He obviously likes Patroclus. He takes him as his companion, but he used the word therapon, which is like a brother in arms, an honor guard, a closest advisor. It's it's a place of very high esteem. When he went and told his dad that he had chosen Patroclus as his therapon, I don't know how to pronounce that. His dad is like, I've urged you for many years to find this this yeah. type of companion. You have Why him? And Achilles just says he is surprising. I think Patroclus is all of a sudden he's like, he likes me. He's almost like a little puppy dog. Not like anything. They were together for several years, like as friends. Patroclus stayed in his room with him. They did everything together. The only thing they didn't do was Achilles did not let him come watch him train. Yeah, it was, that was in private. That was his his private training. But Patroclus is able to see the side of Achilles that literally nobody else sees. So I knew going into this book how Achilles supposedly died. Mm-hmm. And I knew that Achilles is known for being an arrogant motherfucker. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes, because he's the best of the best. He's always known he's going to be the best of the best. So how would you not grow up to be arrogant? See, and I didn't see any arrogance from him until the until the end of the book. Exactly. I think that's why she chose to tell this story from mm-hmm. Patroclus's perspective because it gives you this whole other side of Achilles that we haven't seen before. Because by the end of this book, I'm or like, you know, into the book, I'm like, I really like Achilles. Right. You know, like he's got his faults, but I really, I like him. He's not, he didn't seem arrogant at all. In fact, people would ask him questions where I would have like the most sarcastic (laughs) answer and he would just very truthfully just be like, I don't. I always thought he was a good dude. But then 
Do you remember the first time that Patroclus decides to kiss Achilles? In the water? Yeah, they're by the ocean. And what does Achilles do? Runs away. Yes. (laughs) Can you imagine? You've had a crush on someone now for a long time and you finally get up the nerve to kiss them and they run away. And so Patchouli is just standing there like, damn. Right. I screwed up and his basically his whole life is dependent upon achilles at this point oh yeah because if achilles goes back and tells his dad i want him out of here his dad's like okay bye bye now you're exiled from the exile you're dead (laughs) but this kiss actually spurs achilles being sent away to live with chiron the minotaur centaur centaur the cent what's a minotaur (laughs) hey siri what's a minotaur oh a minotaur is the head and tail of a bull in the body of a man. So centaur. Okay, centaur. <laughs> because Thetis, Achilles' mother, had seen this, and she was like, uh, near. And she was like, the lake witch. That's what I saw <laughs> in my head. Because she lived in the water, and she was like, witchy bitch. She saw that, and she was like, he's going to go live with this centaur, and you'll never see him again. And The next day, Achilles is sent away to go to this mountain to train with Chiron, the centaur, when Patroclus learns that he's gone, he runs away, basically, and he follows Achilles, and Achilles had been waiting for him. So Achilles had the same feelings for Patroclus. He didn't want to kiss Patroclus there because he didn't want his mom to see. But she saw. She did see. But now that they're in the mountains, she can't see. She can see anything that the ocean can see, but she can't reach the mountains. So even though she had explicitly told Chiron that Patroclus is not allowed to come train, Chiron's like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. Come on, Patroclus. You can come with us. So they go. And I feel like there is where they lived like their best lives. They were. Yeah, it was the three of them. and They had such a good time. Patroclus learned about surgery there and like medicine and all of that yeah they learned they fish they swam they learned all the old tales it was just like a really long camping trip it was and i think i told you this too so i know what a centaur is but in my head i'm picturing okay so this centaur lives in a cave of quartz pink quartz maybe and i looked that up because in my head i can't imagine a cave of pink quartz it just doesn't make sense to me so there's this part of the book where he is bringing the two boys like food on a tray. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is a man horse. So how is he holding the tray? Because he has hooves. <laughs> you did. You, did. <laughs> you called me and asked me and I was like, with his hands? I was like, how is he walking on his two hind legs? <laughs> but he's making things. No, he's not like the goat boy from Percy Jackson. <laughs> Like it just in my head, you know, like sometimes it just, it wasn't clicking. And I'm just picturing this horse with a man's head and he's carrying this tray on his two hind leg, two back legs, but he's got these hoof hands, but he's supposed to be handing them things. And I'm like, how is he handing things if he has two hooves? It just wasn't making sense. So I had to look it up and I was like, oh, okay. So he's got four legs and two hands. So he can, he can walk. That's how I figured out what a centaur was but i knew what a centaur was but i thought it was a horse with a head man head <clears throat> so you kind of thought it was like the minotaur that i just described yeah i always thought those were really cool because remember i always liked horses and yeah well if it was will dan danzy on a horse body <gasps> will danzy centaur yeah <laughs> My fourth grade self would have been so <laughs> oh excited. God. But yeah, they have like the best time that was like 
And I don't think that there was anything romantically going on with them at the centaur. There was. House. This is when they first had sex. Okay. You know, the book kind of, it's easy to confuse it because I feel like a lot of stuff happens, but the whole book is mostly about their relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to remember. And they were together their whole lives, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's also hard to remember like when things happened exactly. So this is where they first became lovers, per se. But it kind of just solidified a relationship that was already there. So really not much changes. Yeah. And they were there for several years. I think they went there when they were 13. And by the time they were 16 16. or 17, yeah, yeah, 16, they get called away to this war because Helen has been taken. Oh, she's like Princess Peach. So that, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, like Princess Peach. Bowser has taken her. Right. Bowser of Troy. Mario and Luigi have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) They have to go on this journey to go find Princess Peach. That's exactly what it is. You know, I always wondered why the fuck couldn't Princess Peach save herself she's, she's probably a bitch right yes and her skirt is so magical she can float around and fly so why didn't she ever yeah. but you know could... what when i was little i never liked princess things yeah, because i, I rescued I, I didn't need someone to fucking rescue me no, like stupid i don't need a man exactly i was always like why can't you do it yourself same and also how come it was just mario and luigi looking for her where's the army right they're the only ones that are i wonder what mario and luigi is based on you know a lot of stories are based on greek mythology Oh, maybe we figured it out. We did. We unlocked the secret to the universe. Oh. <laughs> Was there See, anything? See, maybe I would have liked it more if they had used, like, Italian names, like Mario and Luigi. <laughs> oh, mamma mia. And Tony. And <laughs> <laughs> so once they leave Chiron, Thetis tells them that the fates have determined that Achilles will die, but not until Hector falls. So she tries to hide Achilles because... She doesn't want anything to happen to her son. Sends him away to this island full of girls. Can they learn to be dancers or something? I was was picturing like gypsies. There's these women. They just dance around. They're like showgirls. Yeah. And the king is known for his beautiful girls. But they're not the girls to dance. Yeah. They're slaves. (laughs) They are. They're basically slaves. They are slaves. And they have to have sex with all the men. Right? Probably. Because I mean like. Because women don't have feelings, right? You can just do with them whatever you want to. Right. Because they just, oh, I like her. I'm going to take her. Yeah. Let me ravish her. Ravish me. Come here and wrap your legs around me. Look at me. me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. You wouldn't survive. Oh, my God. Just kill me. I would rather die (laughs) than put up with this shit. (laughs) Achilles is sent away to that place. Patroclus finally gets it out of Achilles' dad where he is and follows. Once he gets there, he immediately sees that Achilles is disguised as one of the women dancers. He, like, recognizes him off the bat. And I'm picturing, like, this 16-year-old with, like, a mustache or something that's, like, (laughs) clearly a boy dressed up in woman's garb. But Achilles is supposed to be, like, very beautiful. So I guess he was the kind of pretty – he was a pretty boy. I would have liked him because I love pretty boys. Wanted to. So – Achilles is a pretty boy, so he can, I guess he can blend in with these women. And he's a very good fighter and warrior, which usually means that you're pretty good on your feet. So I bet he was like a bomb dancer. The princess, the king's daughter, had married Achilles. And by the time Patroclus gets there, she's pregnant. She's pregnant, and so they send her away. She's pregnant, and this is when I'm like, what the fuck? Why aren't you mad? Because... Achilles just tells Patroclus, oh, it was something that I had to do. It meant nothing. And Patroclus is just like, okay. No, I'm like, that's not, that's not how this works. 
<laughs> I don't think that she held you down and raped you. And I don't think Did that, she? And I don't think that you would have gotten someone pregnant had you not enjoyed it. Right. That's how human reproduction works. That part really confused me. Maybe it's because I'm not a man, so I don't really understand. But what I thought was even weirder is that Patroclus goes and sleeps with her after. With dementia or whatever her name is. Dementia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Diatomita or yeah, something. Yeah, like, and then all of a sudden he's in bed. They find themselves making love. It's almost like she convinces, she doesn't force Patroclus to have sex with her, but it's almost like she makes him pity her so much. She's just distraught over not having having Achilles anymore and she understands that it's because of Patroclus so I'm thinking that she's just like well if I can't have Achilles then I want to know what's up with this guy like why does Achilles like him more than me and Patroclus is probably like what the fuck why did he sleep with her like let me figure it out so I didn't know if that's why Patroclus slept with her or if it was to show that they had both slept with a woman so it wasn't just a they didn't know any better type of love, you know, like to, I thought it was because everyone in the story is a bunch of cornballs and they just want to just have sex. So my notes here says Greeks are sex fiends. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be it. I don't know if there's any deeper meaning or if it's just, well, I feel like if they hadn't, stick it in. if they hadn't slept with at least one woman, I feel like some people would say, well, they had never known a woman. So how do they know that they didn't want a woman? Mm -hmm. So maybe that was to kind of strike that one off. And then the jealousy thing of like, if you slept with her, then like, what was so great about her and that kind of thing. And it does say we talked about it and it was fine. But it doesn't say what they said. And like, I would take a lot of convincing on my husband's part right, to tell me why he slept with someone. Right. But for his part, Achilles pretty much treated Diatomina like shit. He was very cold and distant, didn't want to be around her. I find that Achilles did that with pretty much everyone except for his parents mm -hmm. and Patroclus and Chiron. He treated nicely, but everyone else, he just kind of was a big giant dick. I don't know. He is kind of a jerk. He is, but at the same time, he didn't want to be with Diatomina. He wanted to be with Patroclus and he was forced to marry her. So you can kind of see. I mean, yes, some resentment, but you know what? You had a kid with this person. So what are you doing? Okay. You asked about the sex stuff. I looked it up earlier and it says that most Greek men were bisexual. The book says, this book says that it's common practice for boys to have homosexual relationships but they were expected to kind of grow out of that as they got older so it was okay for achilles and patroclus to be together when they were younger okay but by the time they went to war they were supposed to have already been out of they were space. supposed to have grown out of that and like moved on to women what the internet says was that it was common for men to take young boys and i wrote throw up gross what the fuck is wrong with these people <laughs> So they took young boys, they had wives, they also took okay, prostitutes. So basically, they could they just get it how they can. Right. Ugh. And then they wanted their wives to be young, too. Helen was 13, and she was probably old to be married off. You know that one of our grandmothers was 12 when she got married? No, that's gross. Which Doc, not our grandmother. <laughs> okay, not... But the other one. Yeah. The one that had those disgusting poodles. Ugh. Oh, I hated going to her house. She was she so mean. She was so mean. No, she had those two poodles. No, she had a dachshund. I don't remember the dachshund. Yeah, she put him under the house. Ew. No, she was mean, but 
they had this junk room and I love playing the in the junk, junk room. room and they had a slot machine they had a slot machine I think they even had like a phone booth yes. in the so I like to pretend like I was Superman I remember it had like a scanner like a police scanner on all the time so I wonder if Doc was mean as hell because she got married at 12 and had four kids when she was a child herself and resented that maybe so but she, I'm not gonna excuse her because she was terrible she was awful she was so awful but our parents were like going to Winfield gonna what? go stay at Doc's why why you you're know, an adult you no know what how mean this person is. get away you're exiled right goodbye get off the relationship Ugh. bye <laughs> Ugh. Hey y'all, we are the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jesse. We discuss the worst of the worst crimes committed by family members. New year, new topic. We now bring you the dads. Fun. But don't worry, we don't leave you depressed. We will always leave you on a high note with our trophy dad. Listen wherever you get your podcast. All right. Page... 37 of 53. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Odysseus, he seems like a fun guy. Odysseus? Odysseus, yes. But he does come and he finds Achilles and Patroclus and was like, listen here, the gig is up. (laughs) We know. And he does it kind of funny. Like he lets Achilles and Patroclus do their their fake routine for a while. And then he's basically just like... All right, Achilles, I know. I know who you are. By the way, you could take Patroclus too. Yeah. Like, like I know remember you're... that oath that Patroclus took whenever mm-hmm. he was seven? Right. That's still in effect. Right. Didn't go away. So there's this war going on. You're going to be drafted. Right. Get back to America and go do your duty. So the leader of this entire army, though, is going to be Agamemnon, who is a huge cunt. <laughs> He's fucking awful. Like, literally, the first one of the first things we see of Agamemnon is that he pisses off some gods. Of course he does. Oh, of course. Because he cannot do anything right. So he pisses off some gods. So he arranges a marriage between his daughter and Achilles to please the gods so that the winds will blow and they can get their yes, ship. Because there's, there's all this time, there's no wind blowing. No wind blowing. And everyone's hot. And they're, right, like, huh. they, they're ready to go to war, but they can't. So because like, so sh- shit's at a standstill. Literally at a standstill right. here. So he's like, hey, I'm going to arrange this marriage. Never mind the fact that Achilles is literally already married to Diomeda. Right. So it's just property. So his daughter gets out of the chariot. She sees Achilles, which... Listen, if I'm a young girl and I get out of the chariot and I see, I get to marry the best of the best, this beautiful man who's the most amazing warrior, mm-hmm. like the the manliest of men, the best of the best, and then her dad slits her fucking throat. <laughs> so that's, that's Agamemnon in a nutshell there, is yeah. like, let me sacrifice my daughter so I can go to war. Right. And then guess what? The gods are happy and the wind starts blowing. <sighs> So, so fucked on up. they go. <clears throat> okay, so they got that little day of death, apparently, was just, it was literally like a day. So the book up to this point had been at one pace. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the war, and all of a sudden it's like, then 10 years passed, and then this happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> that was one of my things, like with the flow you okay. said earlier, and I said, oh, yeah. I'm not sure about the flow, because I guess, you know, if she had to write about those 10 years, it would be a very long book. <laughs> It is what it is. I was kind of like, huh? He gets his first taste of war and he's like, 
I'm fucking good at this. I love this shit. So he's like all about it. He's not even breaking. he's born to do it. He's not even breaking a sweat and he's like killing 30 men at a time. But there's a prophecy that Achilles will die after Hector dies. So he says, I can't kill Hector, but he still wants to fight, but he doesn't want to kill Hector. Do this like around fighting around Hector. Their first, one of their first little battles they take war prizes, whether it's, you know, gold or treasure. Treasure? Treasure. Pirates? Um, women. Oh, okay. This girl comes up and Patroclus convinces Achilles to take her because he knows that if Achilles doesn't take her, Agamemnon will. And he knows what Agamemnon's going to do to her. So he's like, hey, Achilles, take her. So they end up taking, they, they have like this whole brothel by the time <laughs> that it's over because Patroclus keeps trying to save all the girls because they're not, they don't want the girls for what everybody else wants them for. Right. They just want to save them. And so he gets like this girl that, She's at first she's scared, but then she sees that, oh, they're not going to they're not going to torture me or, or sexually assault me. And so those two, her name is Briseis, Briseis, they um, they kind of form like like you said, like a brothel because they're like secretly saving these women. Yeah. And it's like she's like the um, like dorm mother. She is. Yeah. She is. All the women there are kind of like they are not forced to do anything. Some of them do end up having relationships with some of Achilles's army, but it's all like by choice. Mm-hmm. It's not because it's not, a, it's not oh, go get a woman. Yeah, it's it's because they want to. So they're doing their best. Like, of course, they cannot save all of them, but they try their best. And this is all at Patroclus's urging. Mm-hmm. So up until this point. Patroclus's whole life has been Achilles and Patroclus has kind of been in the shadows. Once the war starts, Achilles goes off all day killing. And Patroclus is at home with his chick. Patroclus is at home doing surgery and healing. So Achilles is killing and Patroclus is healing. Yeah. He gets a best friend and he kind of gets some respect from everyone around camp because it's known that Patroclus, if you get hit with an arrow or something, he can fix you to where it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. He's really He's skilled a really at good it. good doctor. So I feel like he kind of gets a little bit of confidence that he never had before. Well, he has like a purpose. His dude's like out fighting all day and then he's in the med tent or whatever. I know, but they treat Patroclus like he must be protected this whole time. And I just, I kind of made, I don't like that part of it, but. <laughs> what, that he was like soft? That everyone thought he was soft mm-hmm. because he wasn't. Yeah. He right. was just quiet. He was right. But Achilles was a strong one and he wasn't. So then Agamemnon pisses off more gods because he takes this woman who is a priest's daughter. He is the priest to Apollo. Because he refuses to return this woman, even after the father has come and begged for mm-hmm. it, then all these plagues start happening. Soldiers are dying and it's like smells of death and they're start, they have to burn bodies after bodies and they, they, there's so many bodies to burn that they can't even burn them all. It's awful here. They know that Agamemnon has got to return this woman. So Achilles makes an announcement and said, and and pretty much is just like, hey, Agamemnon's decided to return this woman. You know, like he gives Agamemnon all the respect while still forcing him to do it. But publicly, he does it very respectful. Mm -hmm. And Agamemnon gets so pissed off that he takes Briseis. Dick move, Achilles is like, well, I hope he rapes her because if he does, then I'll have a right to kill Agamemnon. And it's like, what? What? Really? That's your friend. I don't think that Achilles, Achilles and Briseis never really got along. 
they weren't together ever. And it was pretty much like Patroclus was either with Briseis or with Achilles. But Achilles and Briseis didn't really. It's like whenever, like if I went and hung out with your husband. Yeah, but like, you know, because like Briseis and. And you're Patroclus and I'm Achilles. Patroclus. I don't know why I can't be Briseis. Right. Because why not? <laughs> Hercules. <laughs> You've called him so many names. <laughs> they, she like kisses him and she's like, if you want to have a kid with me, that's fine. But you can still have Achilles as like your side Peace. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patroclus goes to Achilles and was like, she wants to have a kid with me. And Achilles is like, I'm going to do what you want to do. But Patroclus is like, no, I don't think I want to. And Achilles is kind of happy about it. Right. But even though Achilles is like, well, I a think- kid and like wives right. and all this. And it's like, what? Well, I think that Achilles said that because he has a kid. So we didn't really want Patroclus to miss out on anything. But, I mean, Achilles had nothing to do with his child. Right, like what, miss out on what? Like you are? His mom, Achilles' mom, Thetis, actually took the child from Diomedes. So poor Diomedes over here. She had this her husband. Husband left her. Husband left her, and then her child got taken away from her. So her she, lake witch mother-in-law. So he takes Briseis. This is the most disrespectful thing that you can do because Achilles is a ruler, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, you can't just take a ruler's woman, slave. <laughs> you can't just do that. So Achilles refuses to fight until he gets a public apology from Agamemnon, which is literally never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And Troy is pretty much breaching their walls at this point. Patrocles is, like, begging Achilles to fight. Just please fight. Not for, not for Agamemnon's sake, but for, like, everybody else's like men are dying out here it's like he can't understand why achilles is being so selfish this point achilles has changed like achilles is one person until they leave the island Mm -hmm. and then he just became like once they get here to the campground achilles is when i started seeing him as an asshole yes this is and and this is what you only yes because like iliad picks up on the ninth year of yes. the war. So you don't see Achilles before right. then. So this yes. is what you get from him. And I mean, look, if I had to go kill people from 10 years. I mean, I'd probably be a little disgruntled too. I get it. But Patulus like goes to Agamemnon, Manon, Agamemnon <laughs> and slits his wrists and swears on his blood that he's going to tell the truth about him having Perseus. Oh, to say that you will not harm her. Yeah, but like Agamemnon or whatever, he finds out she's not actually being harmed. She's not. Agamemnon knows that if he does anything to Briseis, that he's going to get fucked up. So he is... He's actually being nice to her. It's not like what they thought she was being treated as. Right. Finally, to kind of bring this whole story to a head, Patroclus begs Achilles to let him wear Achilles' armor and go fight so that at least the troops would think that Achilles was fighting and their morale would be lifted and they would go out and fight some more. This was like a, a compromise, I guess, because Pat- Patroclus wanted Achilles to fight. Everyone wanted Achilles to fight mm-hmm. and Achilles refused. So Patroclus comes up with this idea and Achilles is like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I guess so. But do not fight because as soon as you throw a spear, you're such a pussy that everyone's going to know that right. it's not me. Uh-huh. So don't <laughs> just, do it. Just, just wear my armor stand and there like, and look pretty. Right in my clothes. Yeah, I didn't like that part. And then Patroclus gets out there. I mean, he was kind of right because guess what happens? Patroclus is a badass at first. <laughs> at first. He's a badass at first. He only. Okay. So Patroclus goes out there. And he kicks everyone's ass and he gets so into it and he realizes that he's actually pretty good at this. So he kind of bites off more than he can choose. Yeah. That's when he is harmed. <laughs> right. <laughs> he gets so clouded, like jaded by his own awesomeness that 
He's eventually killed yeah. by Hector. Hector, so, who was the person that they were trying to avoid fighting. And I should have seen this coming, but I didn't. The only thing that would make Achilles kill Hector is if Hector killed Patroclus. So this whole book, I knew what was going to happen, I guess. I didn't really know Patroclus's fate, but I thought it was kind of understood that Achilles was going to die and Patroclus was going to be left Mm -hmm. without him. Patroclus even says, like, what's the point of living if I don't have Achilles? So you're thinking that that Achilles is going to die first and then Patroclus dies. And I'm like, what? Because Patroclus is like human. You know, like like, he cares about people. And Achilles is great and all, especially at war, but he's kind of aloof from like the real you know, people. Right. Because he's so caught up in this, like, God world. Patroclus is really the better man, to be honest. And Briseis tells Achilles that you didn't deserve him. Whereas the whole rest of the world would think Patroclus doesn't deserve you. Mm -hmm. Briseis knows them both very well. And she tells Achilles, this is your fault. And you didn't deserve him. And I thought that was... I was I was crying because I was like, get it that exactly like I'm glad that you stood up to him and told him what was up. Well, yeah, because back because back then, like I know you had to win a god's love. Everything you did was to make the god happy, and if they loved you, that was the most important thing. But to have it switch in like a human that you love, like no, you didn't deserve this person. Not this person didn't deserve you just because you're a god or a half god, right? Mixed god, mixed god. I thought that Achilles was, like, weird as fuck with this body. He yeah, takes he, the body and, like, puts it in his bed and, like... Wouldn't give it up. Kit, like, lays with him every night and, like, kisses him. And finally, Briseis is like, look, this <laughs> is stinky. It is rigmarole. We have got to burn this body. And you have to, like, respect... So like, respect of the dead is a very big thing. Right. And like he deserves to be buried properly. But when he agrees, he has to say our ashes have to be buried together. Yeah. And he even collects the ashes, which is apparently something that he is not supposed to do, that it's too far below him. But those are like his ashes. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he, he gives the ashes and he says like pretty much his last dying wish is to be buried with Patroclus. So I thought this was. This was so weird because for a second, it kind of switches to Achilles' perspective. Like, as soon as Patroclus dies, it switches to Achilles' perspective. And mm-hmm. he's, like, looking for Patroclus and can't find him and all this stuff. But then it switches back to Patroclus' like, ghost <laughs> perspective. So you're seeing it, like, kind of from, like, an omniscient point of view-ish. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was really cool. I, at first, I was kind of like, this was weird. But I liked it. It went more than you thought that it would have. So once Achilles has some time, he goes on this crazy <laughs> fucking rampage. Like, he fights a river. <laughs> he fights a whole river. And then he goes and kills Hector because he's like, how do I live without you? <laughs> yes. So he goes and kills Hector, of course. And then he's like, weird as fuck with that body. Like, <laughs> this is, what's that? What's that charge? Like, assault of a corpse? or something God, yeah i'm like come on achilles like how many charges are you racking up here he like drags the body behind his chariot and like all over and, but he didn't, but he and this is like a, a killing machine this is a prince hector is a prince so there's like rules when you fight <laughs> and this is completely well, beyond achilles those rules like, all of a sudden it's, it's like his world goes sideways 
And he's like, gives zero fucks. And he is Well, nothing's just, ever gone wrong for Achilles right. before. Right, and then all of a sudden, like, he is just like, he is killing everybody. And he's like, mistreating bodies. And he's just like, I don't, I don't care. He's in it. You know, it kind of reminded me of postpartum depression. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, that's nothing we laugh about. But yeah, like, he just, all of a sudden, he just gets in this, like, zone. And he's just like... No, it's like this. I mean, I'm not laughing about postpartum depression. If I am, it's because like I know it. You know, yeah, like, like that I had it. deep yearning feeling within, and like you don't know who you are anymore. You don't. You don't know what's going on. You know, like he was in a place in a very, very bad, bad, bad place. So eventually, Prince Paris, who's also a douchebag, kills Achilles. But I'm pretty sure that Apollo, the god, actually guided. Paris's arrow. His arrow. So this is my absolute favorite part of the book because all I knew about Achilles was Achilles' heel, right? Mm -hmm. So Apollo is waiting on Paris, ready to help him kill Achilles. And Paris says, where do I aim? I heard he was invulnerable except for, and then Apollo cuts him off and says, he is a man, not a god. Shoot him and he will die. Because this whole book, we're all thinking Achilles is going to get shot in the heel. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so clever of her to put that in there because he's actually shot in the back and he dies. And it says that he smiles as his face hits the ground because he knows that he's going to be with Patroclus now. I mean, I think that's sweet. The (laughs) state of mind that he was in, I can see where that would be the only ending. The only option. Since he's dead, though, his little son (laughs) named Pyrus. Pyrus. He's actually named something else. That's his nickname. So I don't, I mean, look, the names are already confusing enough, Maddie. Yeah. We didn't need to put nicknames in here. Right. But he becomes best of the Greeks and he's just, oh God. Like he doesn't want to put the ashes together. No, he doesn't allow Achilles and Patrocles to be buried together. So their ashes are mixed together, but Patrocles' name is not put on the tomb. So therefore Patrocles cannot rest. So Patrocles' spirit is still wandering because he's not given a proper burial. Mm -hmm. The tomb just says Achilles. Odysseus and Briseis try to persuade him, but Pyrrhus is pretty much just like, no, he's going to tarnish my father's reputation. Because it made him angry that they were, she said they're in love and he just got mad. He got mad about it. And Pyrrhus is, he's awful. He kills Briseis. He finds this woman hiding in the castle and she's holding a baby. He takes the baby and slams its head into the wall to kill it. He rapes all these women. A princess brings a a cow to sacrifice for Achilles' burial. And he's just like, this cow, are you fucking kidding me? And then slices her throat open. Oh, my God. She is the sacrifice. So he's he's just awful. But he was, Troy fell in part, I guess, like, because of his ruthlessness. Yeah, I guess between him and, even Agamemnon didn't like Pyrrhus. That's how bad (laughs) Pyrrhus was. Well, then I was sort of thinking, okay, so, and I'm trying to build, like, a timeline in my head. Like, if the war was 10 years long, Mm -hmm. and then they were on this island, how old is Pyrrhus? Pyrrhus was, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. At this point. But he's a little shit, and he's... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little shit. Little shit. Worse than a little shit. Yeah, I mean, like, he's just... So the ending part was probably my favorite part. Did it break you? I cried. I'm an unbreakable bitch, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I yeah, I definitely cried. 
Patroclus is still wandering around. Everybody's gone. <laughs> wandering around, just walking in a circle. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> he can't even get a decent hamburger. No, like, he's just, he can't go sit down. So he sees Theta standing at the grave, and he learns that Pyrus was killed by Agamemnon's son. Little piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> And Patroclus finally, like, gets, he realizes that they just can't do anything to him now. So he kind of gives Thetis a piece of his mind. And she asks him for some memories. Because at this point, I think she is broken. Right. You know, like, her son has died. Her grandson has died. I think she realized that Achilles was the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And Pyrrhus, even though he took his place, was, you know, at least Achilles had love in his yeah, life and, like, and pyrus didn't did not no. he was awful so she asked for memories and this is that that line i am made of memories and he tells her all these things that she would have had no way of knowing about achilles and i think that it says the memories come and come she listens staring into the grain of stone we are all there goddess and mortal and the boy who is both so the the memories made her feel like she was closer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cry thinking about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the memories made her think that she was closer. And because of this, she adds Patroclus's name to the tomb. And knowing that they're going to be together. And she was okay with that because she, she finally yes. realized that. Oh, my God, you're crying. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it didn't break me. <laughs> I swear. Look at you again. So the last line is, in the darkness, two shadows reaching through the hopeless, heavy dusk. Their hands meet and light spills in a flood like a hundred golden urns pouring out the sun. Do you need a minute? <laughs> They just hated Patroclus this whole time. This and then finally, time. she's the one that allows them to be together. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was such a happy moment. I mean, it, it is. I mean. Okay. This book took us an hour and 15 minutes to get through. And I still want to talk about it. Okay. It's such a long book. I mean, so, so much shit happens. There is. When I got done reading it, I was like, oh, it's a love story between the two. And that's all that matters. Which I mean. When you move everything else, yes, but there's so many moving parts to this book. There's so many people and so much war and time and... Um, it's very complicated and this happens is. because of this and this happens because of this. And, and like everything means something. Everything has a purpose in this book and it's like it all ties in together and it's not just a love story. It's very, very involved. Do you have a favorite quote from the book? Because this book is super quotable. When he died, all things soft and beautiful and bright would be buried with him. That's not even one of the, like, famous quotes from this book. No, I, did. I liked that one. That one's nice. <laughs> and perhaps it is the greater grief, after all, to be left on Earth when another is gone. Chiron says that. He's telling a story to them. And Achilles like, well, why did they kill his wife? Why didn't they kill him? Yeah. Because and that's, what, that's what hurts. And, uh, and Achilles finds that out he for sure out. whenever yes. Patroclus dies. What is yours? My favorite one was the Apollo one that I just said where they're like, well, where should I hit him except for his heel? You mm -hmm. know, he was going to say heel. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that line, it was just such a clever exchanging mm -hmm. of sentences. But I think that my favorite like quotable quote is he has half my soul as the poets say. I thought that one was really cool. And I mean, the whole book is written like poetry it's very 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 well done i think that you either love it or you don't i don't think that you have to like greek mythology at the beginning it does get really confusing with all the names but it's not super important that you remember all those mm. people are so no, you can people fall off all the time yeah you can kind of push through that but i was very confused at that i want to talk about the women in this book i have three questions okay 
do you think Helen was taken or do you think she went willingly? Because nobody knows. They're fighting this whole war to get Helen back. And this entire time, they don't even know if she went on her own or if she was taken and held hostage. I think that she, I think that she went. I've honestly heard stories on each side. Yes. So I didn't know much about Helen, but I have heard that she was just never satisfied. Yeah. So I could totally see her going. I have heard that she went and that she was kind of aware of all this war and everything and that she just wasn't going to leave. So that's fucked up. Right. Like how many people have to die die because because you're crazy Because you you decided. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Get your ass outside. Go home. Just go home. Just go home. God. Go home and then we'll go home. the wheel in this big ass horse. They didn't even say that in the book. They didn't even go through that. Didn't even go through it. (laughs) That's like what you know. Like, Well, I guess that's why she didn't go through it because everybody already knows that. I mean. And Achilles was dead at that point. Yeah. So there was just no point to continue. Okay. What's the next question? How do you feel about Thetis, Achilles' mom? I think that she had a lot of resentment and a lot of anger and rightfully so because her predator husband came and took her impregnated her knowing that she is not a human like you have to stay on earth like on land for a year the day of she went back in the water so i felt like she was vilified Mm -hmm. in this because she did not like patroclus and i didn't like her at first either and at the end of the book, she softens, and she's the one that allows them to be together. Without her, Patroclus would still be wandering around. So I thought about her a little bit more, and I'm like, she was raped, and Achilles was the outcome. And she loves Achilles more than anything. But at the same time, every time she looks at Achilles, mm-hmm. she's reminded what she went through to get Achilles, and... It, it just sounds awful, well, honestly. I think she realized, too, like, I'm going to make my son happy, and this is what's going to make him happy. And then Patroclus is standing in the way. Well, no, oh, I meant oh. to, to give her pa- to give her him. Right. But she didn't She didn't want Patroclus there, I guess, to tarnish his reputation. Well, because even when she saw them kiss, she was, like, ugh, so mad about it. Yeah, but in the book, she's very vilified throughout pretty much all of uh-huh. it. And then... Well, I thought she was a big B in the beginning. She seemed like it, but yeah. then you hear the story of the assault that took place mm-hmm. and how she was forced to be there, and it just... And his dad was made out to be this amazing person. Let's this just, soft-hearted let's just guy. go over the fact that he raped someone, right, but okay. Like, whenever he was exiled, I'm avoiding saying his name because I'm going to junk it up. They presented the dad as this, like, kind-hearted king, yes. king and just so, just, you know, like, he was just taking in these kids, these... You know, and just such a a great guy. He's a predator. I know. I felt the same about Thetis. And I feel like she didn't really get... She she had the ending, which was redeeming for her. But I feel like she didn't get enough redemption for what she had gone through. Like, I kind of want a story of Thetis' life now. Because I want to hear it from her perspective. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we could hear the same story a hundred times from different perspectives. And it would always be different. different. And then the other really strong female character was Briseis. So Madeline Miller in her interview said that one of the things she did change was that Briseis was supposed to be a princess in the original telling of this story. Mm -hmm. But she changed her to a farmer's daughter to kind of represent the peasant people to be a voice for the common folk. Briseis, I thought, was 
amazing. She was described as like an aunt to to all the women there. Yeah, she was she was kind of like their refuge because if she had not been there and someone else had been there, who knows what would have happened. And I, she kind of prevented a lot of things from happening to them. I feel like Achilles and Patroclus were soulmates, but what Patroclus didn't get from Achilles, he got from Bisaeus and they were just closer than best friends mm-hmm. they didn't ever have sex or like they weren't intimate they didn't find themselves making love no they did not <laughs> but i feel like she was such an important part to patroclus's life because she kind of brought out all the good in patroclus what you would expect achilles to do mm-hmm. she did for patroclus and i thought that it was interesting that it it took her well, like he to do that be himself more with her than him it seemed like he held his tongue a lot with Achilles mm-hmm. because he didn't want to make him mad. He was always worried that Achilles was going to leave him. So he kind of seemed like he, he held his on tongue. He a little bit but with her. It was not like that. Their relationship was very open on both ends. It was very like mutual. Yes. Like they were the same level. Um, Let's see. I think that's all that I have. How many stars did you give this book? Or did you have anything else that you want to talk about? No. I, I mean, I did enjoy the book. I know I've kind of like pooed on it this entire time and mm-hmm. that's just because the subject matter is just something that I'm not familiar with and never and not really found to be interesting and like again the book was set up to be like this monumental read so mm-hmm. I went into it like when is it going to get good when's it going to get good all I'm reading is little boys kissing each other you know for a book that was talked up um <laughs> it was almost like these past few years, Twilight or mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey. It was like people that don't read mm-hmm. read this book and loved it. And I was like, well, why should I? I found it kind of hard to read at first. I know. And I was surprised <laughs> that so many people. <laughs> How did you get through it? It was ha- like that. Like, exactly. What? Like you don't even read books. You don't <laughs> read regularly. Uh-huh. This one starts off very, once you get through those first couple chapters, it is a lot easier. But how did you finish this book? Because it does start off kind of hard. A lot of subject matter. It's like I needed a notebook to keep up with things. So it was interesting to me that a lot of non-readers read this book and loved it so much. Right. And like, oh, I just like devoured it in two days. And I'm like. I mean, I'm I'm very glad. I love whenever people are convinced to read. They find something that they finally like. But I didn't find it the easiest to read. It took me, no lie, probably two days to get through the first couple of chapters because I kept having to start over. Yeah. Because names were thrown in. Mm-hmm. And they kind of looked similar to another name. And I'd have to go back and like, who is this person? Where does this person come in? Who is this? Especially the part where they go in the beginning. The dad, the king takes the son to marry Helen to see if Helen will be will pick him. Yeah, that whole and they do like the blood oath and everything. That was the hardest part to read. It was hard. And it was such a it was like, it was so fast. quick. And it's like, wait, what just happened? Go back and reread it. She probably threw like 15 Greek names at you in a page because there's like 20 people there and she's naming them all and the son of this and the king of this and land of this. And I wish she would have been like, hey, like in parentheses, yeah. <laughs> I wish she would have been like, author's name. You can forget. Don't worry about these names. They're not going to come or up again. Or just blank. <laughs> because I would get stuck on it. Yeah. And I'd have to go back. Because you didn't know who was important I didn't know time. who was important. Am I going to have to remember this person? Should I know this person? But that was a very important part of the book. It was a very difficult part to read because there were so many moving parts in that one little part. And I kept having to stop and reread it. So how many stars? Four. 
Really? Mm-hmm. This entire time, I thought you were going to give this book at most three stars, and I was kind of wondering if you weren't going to give it two. No. And the reason why I give it four is just because it's not for me. Yes. Does it mean that I don't appreciate it, and I don't think that someone who finds this interesting would love it? That's crazy, because this entire time, you've been like, eh, about the book, and I've been like, uh, spoiler alert, I fucking loved this book. I thought, I ordered a sweatshirt. Based on this book. No. I'm going to show you. Oh, okay. I also gave the book four stars. Oh. And I think it's funny that your four stars is like, meh. And my four stars is like, oh, my God, I fucking no, love I it. I appreciate it. And I well, appreciate I'm, the writing. Well, good. I'm glad that, yes. That's why I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time rating books anything less than three. Because. I'd have to hate it. Even if, well, even if it's not for me, like, somebody put their heart and soul into these pages. And I can't shit on you like that. Well, so, I, can't, I can't say that this book was a three or less because it's not. I would recommend the book. I absolutely would. I think my husband would like this book. Really? Yeah. I so, know that sounds like a big contradiction right now. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I for Misty, did not think that it was a rereadable book mm-hmm. and that I found it complicated, I appreciate it. I think that because it ties into so many things that we've grown up knowing, like the Odyssey and Homer and all these things, I think that it shines light, like you said, on Achilles in a different way. Because we've all grown up with Achilles being a, you know, total asshole. And this kind of undoes some of that. Definitely. Also, I think that if you really, it really kind of stretches your mind too. Because it's not an easy read. It's difficult at times, like we just talked about. You really have to think about it. It's not like you can have the TV on in the background while you're reading it type of book. No, you need to have Wikipedia. You need to have all the Google searches up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Google images so you can look up quartz caves. You have to go sit at centaurs. Sit at your desk. Mm -hmm. Get your notebook out. Yeah. And like, and I appreciate that. Like Anne Rand books are Mm -hmm. very, very, I could never read those without a dictionary. It went back when you had actual dictionaries. It was very hard to get through, but very smart. I would not recommend Anne Rand books to everybody, but I appreciate them because they really make you think. I don't enjoy Greek mythology, but the book is so well written. It's almost like a textbook. Like a pretty textbook. Yes. It's like, it's very factual. Yeah. And there's not a lot of, when you read it, you, there's, there's not a lot of description. And I appreciate that. Because I thought it had very detailed imagery. It did, but it wasn't, you know, some books get stuck on that where it's just like, move on. Yes. Like the corrections book that we yes. read. I think they described their Thanksgiving dinner in like 16 pages. It's right. And this was just enough for you to kind of envision what was going on. And if you couldn't, you had to Google it. But sometimes it was too fast paced. And I would like for her to have to go back and kind of dumb it down for me. I know. It's like it's she almost took it for granted. Like you're sometimes, expected to know. This. Sometimes when people are very smart in an area, they forget that common <laughs> folk like us don't always know. Right. That. Computer people do this a lot. They talk about computer things like the rest of us are just like some kind of crazy techie Google inventors. And I'm always like, (laughs) what's what's that? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, she would talk about gods and everything with, and that's why I would hang on to every name because she would, she didn't really explain who everyone was. And so I didn't know if I would need them later or not. So I also gave it four stars. 
What I didn't like was how Achilles pretty much ran the show as far as Patroclus's life was concerned. Achilles was Patroclus's whole world and everything that Patroclus did was based on Achilles and that's just kind of like a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't, it didn't go the other way. They didn't have, well, I think that it did. I think that Achilles would have done pretty much anything for Patroclus. I I don't think Achilles, like you said, he hung on every word. He had to make sure that he wasn't going to leave him. But also, I think Achilles was, he's raised as a son. He knew he was best of the best. He never really, he never had to worry about someone not liking him. Mm-hmm. Whereas Patroclus had like, like his you dad, said, his daddy, daddy issues. issues. So he knew that you could not be loved. Yeah. Achilles was never worried about Patroclus not loving him because yeah. he had never, no one had ever not loved him. Right. So I can see where that was. I just, I don't think that it's healthy to not have any other friends or any other outside influences. I guess that maybe that showed that they were so happy with each other that they didn't really need anyone else. Mm -hmm. But I wish that Patroclus had been a little bit stronger in that area. He came off as a little bit weak. And I think that's where the, oh, protect Patroclus thing comes from. Because he he did seem like that. So I didn't really like that. I did find this two-star review from Goodreads. It's someone named Pax. And he left a really long review. But I thought this funny quote was, My biggest problem with a book was the characters. Patroclus is there solely to admire every physical aspect of Achilles. Damn, this guy had a thing for homeboy's feet. Seriously, (laughs) Patroclus, we get it. They were soft and pink and smell amazing. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But what I did like about it was it was so beautifully written. It came off like poetry. And while they did have sex, it was more about how deep their connection was. It was just like a beautiful love story that just made you ache inside. You know, like it just made you like almost sick whenever Patroclus died and Achilles is left there like What's he going to do? I mean, I think they said that he screamed and like the whole world heard it, you mm-hmm. know? I loved that. How did you know that your husband was your soulmate? That's a question. <laughs> How did I know that he was my soulmate? Um it seems I'm always astonished when people find each other, because I'm like, there's what, 7 billion people? Yeah. Is it 7 billion? Does sound stupid? No, I mean. 7 billion people on this earth, like, and you talk about finding the my, one. Yeah, 20 minutes away. Right. And I, I know that I have my soulmate. I know it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, how is that even possible? Like, are they always it, put within a, an hour radius of <laughs> Yeah, you? it's just like, yeah, there's like a driving distance. So if I had lived in like, I don't know, Australia, would I not be married? Yeah, like if we had lived in Cincinnati, would I? I knew that he was my soulmate. Okay, this doesn't sound cringy. Okay. Right. I'm here for it. Okay. So. I won't tell anyone. Okay, don't tell anyone. <laughs> He's probably listening because he does listen to our podcast. Before he and I officially started dating, and I met him. I'd met him years before in college. You met him? Long story short, we knew each other in college, but we never talked. He was like one of your best friends, boyfriend's brother. Brother, right. And I would go over to their house to visit his brother and his brother's girlfriend. Landon, that's my husband, would be there. We never had any interaction. But when I was there, I always felt at home, like at his parents' house, which was very bizarre to me. Right. When I would be in a relationship with someone or when I was dating someone after I met him. So I met him and then like for a whole year, I was, we would go watch his band play or I would date other people or, you know, like meet other people and it wouldn't work out or for whatever reason, it was always, but Landon's there. I have Landon and Landon and I literally didn't even really talk. 
And it wasn't like I was obsessed with him. And it wasn't like I thought about him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like this fleeting thought. And it was like this comforting feeling. But it wasn't like I drew his name on a notebook or Mm -hmm. even really thought much about him like day in and day out. I was actually like looking at other people and going out with other people. When we started dating, we dated very fast. It wasn't like, let me go take you on a date. It was take you on a date. He moved away to like some 12 hours away Mm -hmm. for a two year long work project about two weeks after we started dating. And I was not worried. You know what I'm saying? Like it Mm -hmm. wasn't, is he going to call me? Is it, is he going to like me? Because I'm 26 at this point and I've had many failed relationships and many screwed up people not call me back or act stupid and ghost me and all these things. And I never have ever had a feeling like that with him. It's like it, all those weird feelings I had just stopped. Oh, that's really sweet. I thought I was going to throw you for a loop with this question. And I thought you were going to be like, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. I haven't figured it out yet. Give you my (laughs) answer. It's really sweet. And I've told this story before. I'm not going to say it's like a story I tell a lot. But I, I joke that, and it's not even really a joke, which is what's kind of funny about it, was that this was after my husband and I were married. Mm-hmm. We were driving to Alexandria to see grandmother. And whenever we go on road trips, we always listen to old school rap. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Like we always, we're going to turn on some old Master P. Mm-hmm. We're going to turn on like some uh, bone. Like <laughs> we always listen to older rap that we listened to like in high school. Well, because you have to like... You have to approach MacArthur Drive with like UGK. So I hadn't thought about this song in forever, but I look over at my husband and I'm like, man, you know what song I really like? The song about smoking weed. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. We're listening, right? Yeah. So what song is that? Oh, God. Uh, What one is it not about? Right. He looks over at me and he goes, Oh, you mean that song that's like smoking that weed, weed smoking that fire, <laughs> like pulls it out. Like I didn't say shit except for I like that song about smoking weed. And he looks over at me and starts singing it. Hadn't listened to the song since I was probably in college. <laughs> Had never mentioned the song. It just kind of like I forgot I knew it like uh, still a bitch in my book. Someone played a couple <laughs> years ago and I had forgotten about that all song. Knew all the words to it. Yeah. Completely forgotten about that song otherwise. At that moment, I look over and I'm like, he is half my soul, as the poets say. <laughs> that is your, that's your moment? That was, that was my moment, I swear. I'm like, he's in my he head. your weed song? <laughs> how, how, how did he know what song? Is he a magician? Remember when I told you I liked that song that goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about the Usher song? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, I, I like that song. It goes, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Song of Achilles. I loved it so much. I ordered this sweatshirt and it did not come in yet. I messaged the shop owner. She is at almost always Zen. It's a sweatshirt. I love a good sweatshirt. Oh, let me show you what it looks like. But I ordered it oh. off of her Etsy shop. Her Etsy shop and her Instagram hand are the same. It's at, I love it. At almost always Zen. And I'm messaging her back and forth. And I was like, hey, so I'm ordering cute. this to go with our podcast. If you could like speed up product. Because it was like, it could be delivered. <laughs> Can you make it fast? <laughs> Can you make step on it? <laughs> it could have been here like last Wednesday, but then it could also be here like next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I kind of need those. 
and it the mail messed up it's yeah. been done and they created the shipping label like a week ago and it just still isn't here so she she messaged me today and i just saw it before we started recording but she said that she was going to give everyone 15 percent off when they spend 50 dollars or more at her shop with the code book lover 15 i'm gonna use it i'm gonna get one she's got a bunch of different things and like bookish things and i'll i'll find some of my favorite stuff of hers and i'll post it on the little carousel that we always do. Yeah. But I love the sweatshirt and she was so sweet. So everyone go check her out. Well, Let's today see. you're wearing your Gilmore Girls Stars Holiday. I thought it was Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I never read Vampire <laughs> I've never seen Wait, Vampire. is that a show? Yeah, it's a show. It's set in Virginia, but it's actually in Georgia, like the set. So mm-hmm. and people are going to the set to like walk around and visit uh, and stuff. And it's called something like Stars Hollow. It's probably not. But in my head it is. I've seen it on Facebook like people going there recently. Because I guess it's like a winter white girl thing to do right now. Okay. It's like uh, your pumpkin spice latte. Right. So Stars Hollow, Vampire Diaries, Gilmore Girls. Um, One last thing. I wanted to say that, you know, I won another contest. I enter so many contests. Color me shocked. Because... <laughs> So, <laughs> at What's Carly Reading sent us Malibu Rising. <gasps> Did she? Yes, by Taylor Jenkins Reed. And she sent it with like this cute little note saying it was one of her favorite reads from 2021. So, she sent us that book and I was so excited to get it. I, I've got I've got to speed up my reading because I'm now my, my shelf is getting real big. But if y'all are interested, whenever I enter a contest, I always post it to the stories Mm -hmm. on our Instagram account. So they don't, I mean, some of them say like for bonus entries, you can post it to your stories wherever. But even if they don't, I always post it there. So go check out our stories. Because Liz gives you good, probably six or seven a day. And I'm not not picking on you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I really do. Y'all, I get on my Instagram and it's like, Oh my God, I have 33 notifications. No, it's just me tagging you. It's just Liz. I'm tagging you. Sorry. (laughs) Speaking of Instagram again. Oh God. Okay. I found this woman at Amy underscore for the love of books. She always has the book and it's next to her thigh. And I was like, where is this girl getting these tattoos of this book? She is painting them. On her leg. Every leg picture is a different. Yes. Oh, Okay. So you were like, how does she find I a thought it was leg? a tattoo yeah. of the book cover on every for every book. Okay, let's so see. So she takes the cover and she Ooh. just every detail she recreates it on her leg and it's the coolest thing. That's awesome. Like also, Amy, do you want to come to our Halloween party? Oh yeah. Because she's like, like she looks like the perfect Halloween party guest. And people are like, What are you? And she's like, a fucking library. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that so cool that is so cool all right well this is now officially our longest episode we're closing in on three hours and 15 minutes (laughs) it's now dark out we have to go put our kids to bed it's this is like the helen of troy war of podcasting it is nine years later (laughs) i have so many gray hairs now I don't know if Lane is going to recognize me when I go home. Next time we're going to be doing Recursion by Blake Crouch. And what else? Find us on our socials. What's our names? Talking Shitterature. Oh, yes. That's us. And you can email us if you want to. It's talkingshitterature at gmail.com. And I guess that's it for now. I'm all talked out. <sighs> My mouth won't even work. How am I going to eat dinner? Did you pay the mortgage? No. We're going to get out. Hey, bye. Bye.
turned up just a bit. Ooh, ah, uh, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, uh, a little bit more. Oh my God. You know what we're looking for. 